You're listening to Mad Trivia. What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Mad Trivia Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where I take my guests' favorite movies and quiz them on one of them and then make them absolutely demolish a scene from the movie. It's always a lot of fun, and today I'm looking forward to it, especially so because I have a true actor and comedian on. This is my first celebrity guest, and I'm hoping amongst many. Um, her name is Helen Hong. She is known for Go Fact Yourself, the podcast. She's also been on Silicon Valley as Tracy Robertson, the HR lady, and the unicorn as Emma. Uh, she's got a couple of the other recurring roles on Netflix, Nickelodeon, and Stars. And then, of course, she's a stand-up. So you might have seen her on the Arsenio Hall Show, Last Call with Carson Daly, Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen, or the Just for Last Festival in Montreal, Helen Hong. Hi. Yeah, that was a little bit long-winded. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no worries. You know, I mean, I'm I'm def definitely egotistical. So <laughs> oh, stop it. If anything, you're far from it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, you've got to have a little bit of an ego to do stand-up and acting, so. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that is far from the truth. I mean, I'm sure there are some extraordinarily humble folks out there, but especially being a comedian, when you have to do things like crowd work, I can't imagine you have to be anything less than a little bit arrogant. Yeah, totally. And um, speaking of comedy, you also have a more recent special out called Well Hong on Amazon Prime and YouTube. Yes, that's correct. It's actually available on multiple platforms. So I think the biggest place people can find it is Amazon Prime, but it can also be found on Apple TV, YouTube, Vimeo, a bunch of uh, spots that you can find it. And it's called Well Hong because I have the humor of a, like a sixth grader. <laughs> that's okay. I think that's the best kind of humor. <laughs> All right. Well, as you know, the premise of my show is I give you a choice to give me a bunch of movies, um, usually yeah. five, but you gave me six. Yeah, that was it. That itself was a really cool exercise because no one's ever asked me to winnow it down to five, my top five favorite movies. And it, I really had to think about it, actually. And you gave me a really great list, too. Um, I'll remind you of those now. It was Terminator 2, Moonstruck, Alien, mm. Strictly Ballroom, Pretty mm. Woman, and The Fugitive. Yes. Yeah. So tell me why you like them. Um. I'll start backwards. The Fugitive was not a movie that I thought I loved until recently. Like, I guess during the pandemic, it was streaming some, it started, you know, we were, it was like peak quarantine when we were just trapped home, you know, not able to do anything. And it was, it appeared on a streaming platform and I was like, oh man, I haven't seen The Fugitive in years. And so I rewatched it and was like, this movie rocks. Like it's got everything. It's, you know, it's got, the daddiest of daddies, Harrison Ford. <laughs> um, and it's got like, it, you know, action, great action and thriller. And is he going to get away? And, and he's trying to solve this mystery of his wife. And there's a prosthetic armed man. Like, <laughs> there's a lot going on in the movie. And <laughs> it really holds up. So since then, that, that must have been 2020, like peak quarantine when I saw it. Since then, I've watched it a couple of times. And I'm like, man, this movie rocks. So that's why that was a recent discovery that I really love The Fugitive. Um, Strictly Ballroom is Strictly Ballroom and Moonstruck and Pretty Woman are probably my top three favorite rom-coms. 
um strictly ballroom i just remember watching it and just being like my jaw was on the ground because i had never heard of this director baz lerman i had never i wasn't familiar with like australian comedy you know it was one of the first movies that i couldn't tell who the love interest was at the beginning of the movie mm -hmm. you know usually it's like the ugly duckling is this smoking hot babe that they put a pair of glasses on. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I get it. She's quote the ugly duckling that's supposed to develop into a swan by just taking her glasses off and being smoking hot. <laughs> but that movie, I legit, when I discovered who the love interest was, I was like, what? That her? So um, that was really cool and just, just so so funny and heartfelt which i love you know those are like the basic standards that i that i grade rom-coms on is like it's got to be hilarious but also it's got to have a really like at the end go oh i have the feels so um i would say that's the same for moonstruck moonstruck is spectacular it's so funny just the concept of this prosthetic oh there's a theme with prosthetics <laughs> amongst my movies because moonstruck also has a prosthetic hand and it's like jeez <laughs> surprised you didn't pick kingpins right like the scene where he's like i lost my hand <laughs> he's got his hand <laughs> it's just so bitingly funny Cher is a force of nature she is absolutely freaking amazing in that movie like such a great actress and uh, just like viscerally hilarious, but also so sweet. I feel like a lot of people sleep on her. Oh, she's just, she's fantastic. If you don't know about Cher, go watch Moonstruck. It is amazing. Didn't she win an Academy Award for that movie? I want to say she, yes, but I don't know for sure. I think she did. I think she won an Academy Award and she deserved it. And also Nicolas Cage in his like peak, peak babeliciousness in Moonstruck. Um, then Pretty Woman. I mean, what can be said about Pretty Woman? Like, yes, it's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's sexist. Yes, it's, it's super problematic in this day and age. The storyline of like the hooker with a heart of gold is just such a dumb conceit. But man, Julia Roberts is just so goddamn charismatic and charming and lovable. Richard Gere, smoking babe, like just they embodied those characters so well, and the chemistry of the, those two was just off the charts. I loved it. Love, 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 love it. Despite <laughs> myself, I love it, you know? Bes despite the dumb sexual politics and the problematic nature of the movie, I love it Sometimes still. you just gotta live a little bit in the past and enjoy the things that yeah. were different to us when they were. Yeah, exactly. Um, then, I'm also a huge sci-fi fan. Um, a lot of people think Aliens meaning Alien 2 is the best of the Alien series, and I disagree. I think the original Alien is just so groundbreaking. There are images in that movie that just stick with me, like when they go into the, the little pod where they speak to Mother, who's the computer AI yeah. um, ship, is just like that, in, that, that, just the production design of that is so beautiful. Yeah, um, I'm kind of on board with you there. The first one definitely takes the cake between the three yeah. and the originals. Yeah, I mean, not to say that Aliens isn't a fantastic movie. It's more action-oriented, I would say, Aliens. It's more of an action movie, and Alien is more of a 
is more of a true sci-fi ooh, like i'd call it a sci-fi thriller yeah totally you know and just this this the sinking dread amongst the crew members that they're trapped on the ship with this murderous beast and they're all terrified that they're going to die like it's just ugh, it's so good also yes. the acting is incredible i would say you know that was sigourney weaver's first movie role and definitely she's the weakest actor of the entire cast they like ridley scott is a genius and he you know pl- he discovered sigourney weaver which is a testament to him yeah by bt dubs he also discovered brad pitt because he cast him in uh, Thelma and Louise. But um, so, so Ridley Scott has a real eye for talent. But I think he knew that Sigourney Weaver was a little bit green as an actress. And so he surrounded her with spectacular, amazing, incredible talent so that she just had the best scene partners to work with. And sure. the acting in that movie is just off the charts, like just chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the the android in that movie, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's one of the only through lines um, that made it through to the Alien VP. That's right. Series. I mean, he didn't play the same person. Yeah. But, and he's just, he was always fantastic. And the fact that they replaced him with Winona Ryder in the third, is the third one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, it was let's tragic. Not even talk, let's not even talk <laughs> about it. It was so, that was such a bummer. That was such a bummer. And that was David Fincher. And even David Fincher cringes, apparently. Like, if you listen to him, he's like, I don't, I can't even talk about it. Everybody makes mistakes. Let's just walk past this one, please. Yeah, and I think he was up against the studio, you know, because he was a young director and they gave him this shot. But also it was a well-known franchise and it was a blockbuster moneymaker for the studio. So I'm sure it was like too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, sure. I'm sure like if Fincher had been left to his own devices, it probably would have been way better. Um, yeah, because he's a really good director. Yeah, really good director and great eye. And it, it did feel like too many cooks in the kitchen. And also like, where is this going? And why is this so much darker and grittier and like more gnarly than the past two? So yeah. and Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> God, and then, that did I cover all the movies I said? Uh, the last one you still have to talk about is Terminator 2. Oh, genius. I mean, Terminator, also being a hardcore sci-fi fan, Terminator 1, the original Terminator, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, But Terminator 2, my God, everything about it is just, like, Linda Hamilton was the best prop. She was so badass. Her body just was what... You know, that opening scene where she's just doing pull-ups, like, she's flipped her bed in her cell... And she's using her metal bed to do pull-ups and she just her arms are just rock solid and she's so badass and then eddie furlong little eddie furlong is so good arnold yeah. is it peak arnold like you know there's great cheesy lines i'll be back you know like <laughs> hasta la vista baby i mean so good <laughs> so that's good. one of my favorites too that 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 movie came out what 92 93 it and... stands the test of time it for really sure does. it does like, it, it is one of the few early 90s movies that you can still watch and be like there's no problems the cg doesn't look like crap nope it just it is the proof that james cameron should have just stuck to his guns from back then i mean he really you know and 
you know, I'm not a huge Avatar fan. It's yeah. good, <laughs> you know, but like he's a really it. solid director. You know, the fact that he did Alien, it, no, Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens, like already out the gate. Those are the top three, you know, I would argue top three sci-fi movies in the, in, in the all of like sci-fi canon. And the fact that he's done three of them. I also love him for, uh, he's, he's a hardcore feminist. You know, all of his movies are very feminist. They have strong female characters. You know, the fact that he was married to Linda Hamilton and was like, hey man, go whole, you know, he told his wife, go whole hog. And she just ran with it and was just this badass, just iconic badass character. Even in the first Terminator, when she's not, and iconic but you know when she's like i don't even i'm not the mother of the future i can't even balance my checkbook you know she's a mess but she's still <laughs> she pulls it through you know at the end like she's got some real metal oh yeah and, for sure. no, no pun intended yeah <laughs> she's the one that kills the terminator at the end not yes. her not her savior boyfriend like she's the one that finishes him and she has the backbone and she could have at any point during that movie just lay down and died and she was like no way i'm gonna survive this even though she was like plucked out of obscurity. She's just like, I'm just a random valley girl. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she was. I yeah, mean, she was she, a random she had male... that look. Yeah. <laughs> it was so Oh rough. my God, that scene in the nightclub in the original Alien. No, in the original, I'm sorry, I keep getting this too mixed up. The original Terminator, the scene in the nightclub is like so 80s to me, the way they're dancing. <laughs> you know, that weird like swinging one arm the each arm to one side like it's and the so, hair so 80s so funny oh, the hairstyles back then were so wild yeah i mean <sighs> it's great like all of those movies all of the movies that i have mentioned really stand the test of time and you can watch them like there might be a problematic moment here and there but like you watch them now and they are solid solid entertaining like great movies yeah for sure I mean, I, I'm more of a sci-fi guy, but there are some rom-coms that stick out for me. Not your list so much for me, but I have no arguments for your list either. So, um, yeah, I mean, excellent list, as I've said. Thank and you. are you ready for the big reveal? <gasps> yeah. Okay. So you gave me Terminator 2, Moonstruck, Alien, Strictly Ballroom, Pretty Women, and a bonus of The Fugitive. Today, I'm going to quiz you on Terminator 2. Mm. of course i had to pick this i had to because it's my favorite it's actually up there with my favorite movies it still might be my favorite movie yeah i mean it really it's so good it was bold too it was very bold Um, it really was yeah and it just it does make it's a thinker too it kind of does make you think like could we you know because it talks a lot about human nature as well mm -hmm. not just artificial intelligence yeah yeah which is scary where we're at now. Um, I just, okay. I just, yeah, no, let's do it. Let's do the question. Let's do the quiz. Really quickly before we run the, into the questions, I want to remind you that my questions do take place from both within the movie and behind the scenes, as well as some little known facts. I mean, I am fully prepared to look dumb because first of all, full disclosure, I haven't seen Terminator 2 in its entirety in probably a couple of years. It's okay. Um, and also, I didn't do, yeah, I don't know too much about 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 the movie, you know what I mean? Like the behind the scenes of it. I know a little bit, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, fortunately, it's all in good fun. And yeah. I do aspire to make my guests learn something when they come on my show. Yeah, I'm excited to learn. 
but I'm also looking forward to the Mad Lib scene because I really love to see what people's brains look like. <laughs> and it really gets, like, gets revealing to know what people think of for words when it comes to like nouns and verbs, but then more specific things. But that being said, let's get into it. Um, there is 10 questions. One question will be a two-part worth two points, so your maximum total available points will be 11. Mm-hmm. And let's get into it. Okay. Question number one. The movie primarily takes place in the present, or at least at the time of the film's release. However, the movie opens at a different time. What year? Is it 2023? Pretty close. It was 2029. Oh, darn. It's okay. It's okay. That's crazy because I was, yeah, now that I see, because it's, it's, it's like the, that like old timey computer font <laughs> comes up on the screen Yeah. and it kind of types it out. But I was like, I was thinking, I was kind of like trying to visualize it and I was like, oh my God, is it 2023? Which means that it would be now today <laughs> that would be scary no, i know right it's happening 2029 yeah no that makes it even more believable because it's, it's still like, <laughs> we still have time there's still we still have years to go before the end of the world okay let's hope it's more than just six years <laughs> i know right Jeez. <laughs> okay here is your two-part question in the movie there are two sets of twins used for scenes that had the same person in them twice which two scenes or characters are featuring both twins? In the movie, there are two sets of twins. Yes, there's two, two times in the movie where there's almost an identical person on screen at the same time, and it wasn't using CGI. Oh, I see what you're saying. Got it. Two sets. Of, okay, so definitely one was the Linda Hamilton character at the yes. end of the movie when uh they're in that like steel melting plant yep and the terminator the brilliant robert patrick that's his name right robert patrick yes robert patrick oh, what God. a gift he's so chilling man what a like so good in this movie so he takes on the form of sarah connor linda hamilton character and yep. calls to her son as if you know to, to obviously to try to kill him calls to him so that's one oh I know exactly what it is. It's the security guard in the mental hospital where Sarah Connor is locked up. Yes, indeed. Yes. And he, yeah, and he's getting coffee and he turns around from the coffee vending machine and he's faced with himself, the Terminator as himself, has taken on the form of him. Yes. That floor moving scene where he's forming is Ooh. still... It looks so good. Yes, it is. And this was like 1990 technology, and it still looks so good. Yes. It is the epitome of what we could have done then and still making it look good 30 years later. Yeah. I'm still blown away. Still blown away. 100%. Question number three. So far, you're two out of three, which is really good. Nice. This is the only Terminator film to, to win or even be nominated for an Oscar. It was nominated for six. How many did it win? It was nominated for six. I'm going to say that it won two. That's how many it didn't win. It actually won four. What? Yeah. Let me guess what they were. Sound design, editing. Definitely didn't win for directing. Which is a tragedy. Uh, I know. Or best picture. Maybe production design? Is that even a category? Maybe, but I don't it didn't win it wasn't even nominated for that one. So it was nominated for visual effects, makeup and hairstyling, sound mixing, sound editing, cinematography, and film editing. 
sound mixing and sound editing are two different things, right? Yeah. And you did say sound editing. I did. Which was right. Well, I said sound and then I said editing. Video Oh, editing oh, you is what saw, I meant. you meant, well, it did, it was nominated for film editing, so you weren't technically Yeah. wrong there either. Yeah. Wow, it won four. That's great. Yeah, visual effects, makeup and hairstyling and sound mixing and sound editing were all four of the ones that it won for. See, these are the things that kind of like annoy me because like the Academy thinks they're doing it a favor by being like, oh, we'll throw this movie a bone by giving it these technical categories. But like, it's a legit great movie. Like Linda Hamilton is act, Eddie Furlong and Linda Hamilton are acting and Robert Patrick, you know, maybe Arnold, you know, Arnold's being Arnold. So it's like hard to say, like, is he acting or is he just being Arnold? <laughs> But the three of them, Linda Hamilton, Eddie Furlong, and Robert Patrick were acting their faces off. And this is the kind of thing that the, Ac the Academy is very snobbish about, that they shouldn't be. Yeah, Like I agree. those three were killing it in their performances, but because the Academy doesn't appreciate action or sci-fi or any genre that's not like heavy drama, they're like, eh, whatever. And the direction, like James, give James Cameron killed it as a director. Oh, for sure. I mean, and it would take someone of his caliber and specifically his caliber to do what he did then, ever. Hundred percent. But yeah, you know, I think the Academy is known for snubbing. Marvel has Yeah. shown that. DC has shown that. Yeah. All right. Question number four. This one's going to really stir the memory pot, I think. Before the film's release... There was a teaser trailer released showing an assembly line producing T-800s instead of actual movie footage for the movie. Within $25,000, what was the budget for that teaser? Oh my gosh, I didn't I don't know about this at all. So tell me again. So instead of a trailer. Do you remember the, the did you ever have Total Recall back in the day on uh, on VHS? No. Oh, so there was a. I guess you could call it a teaser where they showed a production, like an assembly line in the future of T-800s just being produced, Whoa. you know, pieces being attached. It was such a cool thing. You're going to have to check Wow. it out. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Um, but they, they actually released that in front of Total Recall um, as a trailer for the movie. Wow, that's And great. it was, it was beautiful. It was, it's still Mm. beautiful. Um, so my question is within up or, you know, up or down $25,000, what was the budget for that teaser? Don't shoot too high. The budget for that teaser was, I will say, $300,000. Oh, you doubled the original. Although I What? would say that that's probably what it would be now. It was one fifty. Yeah, $150,000. That's it? Yeah. You gotta remember How? that was like 1990. All right. But, the, but it was done practically, right? Like they actually had to build an assembly line. I think it was minimalistic, but yes, practical. Yeah. That's shocking to me that they could do it for 150000 Yeah, That you doesn't got to find even it make on YouTube. sense to me because you'd have to build the assembly line, build all the parts. If you're doing it practically and there's no VFX... I mean, Um, even if it, even if it was VFX, that'd be expensive. Probably VFX. it might have been a it might have been a trick of the film edit because you could realistically, if they're using the same image over and over again, they could cut and use the film over and over. Mm, that's So I'm true. thinking that might be something what part of it, but that's what the internet told me. Wow. Okay.
Yeah, you'll have to check it out. I think you'll be thoroughly impressed. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I will. <clears throat> okay, question number five. Throughout the movie, Arnold's T-800 uses a shotgun as his primary weapon. A keen ear, however, would tell you that it didn't sound like a shotgun. What weapon, or rather, what pair of the same weapon was used for this sound? I'll, I'll, I'll give you this hint just because it is not something you'd be able to just walk with your hand. Not a regular hand or weapon. And actually, I wouldn't even consider it a weapon you'd find in anyone's home. A cannon? It was two cannons. What? Yes. Really? Yeah. That is so loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think about every time you hear it, it's a very loud boom. That's true. Two cannons. Yeah. Yeah, they doubled down on it. It was wild. Like an old school cannon? Like they yeah, used like a it pirate ship. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right. Because every time he shoots the thing, it's like, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Arnold for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd be able to handle it, but still. That's cool. Okay. Question number six. This is going to go back to our buddy, Robert Patrick. Love him. The antagonist of the movie, the T-1000, was played by the uh, then-film rookie, Robert Patrick. However, James Cameron initially had someone else in mind. <gasps> what famous... British American singer did he originally want for the role of the T-1000? Sting. Oof. On the same track, but not Sting. It was actually Billy Idol. Oh. And he kind of has the look. Yeah, he does. I'm trying to picture it. Billy Idol, he's got the sneer. But I can't picture Billy Idol without a sneer. And I can't picture anyone besides Robert Patrick as the T-1000. No, Robert <laughs> Patrick was so good. Even like his, not just his face, but his body movement was so crisp. And there was something inhuman about it. It was just so like, he was such a linear, like body movement. Ugh. And I don't think he blinked damn near ever. <laughs> and just everything, like he was such a good cast because he had like those really sharp cheekbones and that really sharp nose. And he just looked freaking so sick. handsome and scary. <laughs> just ice, like ice in the veins, like no veins, just ice. Yeah. yeah. He was the mm. ice, just period. Mm. All righty. I can't, you know what? I'm so glad that didn't happen. I would have been. <laughs> Me I too. I would not have loved the movie had. Billy Idol been the T-1000? No. Well, no. it's it's the same thing as I was actually just on somebody else's podcast. We were discussing the movie Shrek the other day. And I love Chris Farley. But Chris Farley having originally been cast as Shrek, and I've heard a soundbite of him in the role, and it just wouldn't have been the same. No, wouldn't have been the same. I did say Sting, though, because, you know, Sting was in Dune, and... I thought he was great in it. He's very talented. I, I mean, I yeah. love his music, too. I thought he was fantastic in Dune. He was just so, um, he just looked crazed. It's got to be the British thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number seven. Going back to the topic of sound effects, in the scene where the T-1000 passes through the bars in the hospital, what is used to make the sound of him passing through? It was... Was it like that? Was it that slurpy? I just re distinctly remember he like he like melt kind of like squishes through the bars and then he his handgun gets stuck. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. 
not play-doh it's a little bit squishier but silly putty like what's the stuff inside of a lava lamp i actually don't know i'm gonna say silly i'm gonna say silly putty Sadly, it's not. And this is going to be really uncomfortable, I think, for you once you hear it. It is the sound of dog food coming out of a can. <laughs> that is genius. Gotta love that those sound guys. <laughs> crazy. Because I have a dog and I know exactly what that sounds like. And that's exactly the sound. <laughs> that is nuts. Oh my God, those sound guys are brilliant. Yeah, it's it's something to watch the uh, like the stories of how this sound was made or that sound was made. There's so many Holy videos. Shit, I'm mind blown by that because now that you say it, I can't unhear it because that I have heard that sound so many times of myself trying to get the dog food out of the can, <laughs> and then it just comes out in one mold and it just goes. Yes, in the plop. <laughs> that is exactly the sound. That's crazy. Wow. I'm mind blown. That is so cool. Like, what a cool fact. Wow. Love that. Yeah, love, take love, that love and that. share it with the world. <laughs> yeah, that is, wow. I'm really, that. I love that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, we got three more questions before we get to have some fun. Question number eight. The movie is known for being a pioneer of special effects, but can you tell me how many computer-generated shots are in the movie? And I'll oh. give it to you within five. And I'll tell you that it's less than 100. Oh, Keep in mind that a current film, like right now, the standard thing is roughly 200 shots. Computer-generated shots. Well, I know they were so expensive and so hard to do in the 90s. I'm going to say it's got to be so many times the T-1000 was in on screen. But also, he used a lot of practical effects. I'm going to say... 37. Oh my God, I couldn't have given to you any less. It was, you were so close with it. It's 47. What? That is, that was a really good guess. I think you should give me half a point for that. I'll give you a plus minus because I don't do points. <laughs> Fine. <I'll> g- <laughs> <laughs> that, I pulled that one out of my ass. And yeah, yeah. That's a really good guess. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because I know he used a lot of practical effects. He did. Um, which God bless him because it would have looked so bad. Uh, well, since, like... you're, since you're bringing it up, that's actually the topic of question number nine. Mm. So the question is, of course, a lot of those effects did involve the T-1000. Remarkably, there is one effect that may be commonly perceived as digital. However, they're very much actually, at least to some degree, practical. Do you know which effect that happens throughout the movie to the T-1000 is practical happens throughout the movie yes okay what does he do throughout the movie he it's more like what happens to him yeah like he melds back into his silver form Mm -hmm. um but what happens before that he gets shot Mm -hmm. and what about that is practical he gets shot and like his insides kind of explode out in that silver, like it looks almost like a ditch, you know, like a hole in the ground. Yeah, like a crater. His body. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A crater. He cr- gets cratered. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he gets shot and it's 
like silver maybe he gets shot with silver paint no but then it how do they make the crater look hmm i i don't know i'm just gonna say when he gets shot yeah i'll, I'll give it to you on that specifically when the holes don't go through his body those yeah. are actually spring-loaded like silver flower effects basically what do you mean silver flower like they're spring-loaded it, it's so they burst open and they look yeah. like a flower Yes. And that's that's a practical spring effect on his on his chest Whoa. or his arm or whatever. I love that. Oh my god, genius. This is the kind of thing where movie making is truly an art form. 100%. Because it's like James Cameron had a vision, right? This is what I want it to look like. I don't know how to make it happen. So he enlists all these artisans and incredible like craftspeople to be like, how can we make this happen? And they're like, well, we could try this. We could try this. Why don't we try the spring-loaded arm thing? And that yeah. is so cool to me. I just love that. I just love that when it's like, okay, well, I know where I want to get. I want I know what I want it to look like. How can we make it happen to get there? Yeah. Ah, I love it. I think that final scene of the T-1000 where he's like all monstrously exploded. Yeah. I think that's practical too. Love all it. right. Final question for you. BT dubs, uh, a shout out to practical effect. They just look so much better because as good as the CG is now, it's it's still not, it still doesn't look real un unless it's practical. And I just watched a behind the scenes of um, Inception the such scene... a great fucking movie that's another oh my god mine. the scene where um the um oh my god why am i blanking on his name jo joseph gordon levitt is fighting in the hallway that's turning round and round and round yes the hallway is actually turning. that is true it's a real practical effect they put the hallway on hydraulics and flip flipped the hallway so that he was actually being flipped over in real life and I think they use the camera upside down too, oh, or something to that effect. Oh, so good. Yeah, I, that's find another it. favorite of mine. Your listeners should find it on YouTube and yeah, watch. Seriously, it. guys, so... check out practical effect videos. CG is is now and it's great, but it is never going to top practical. Never. 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 Oh, I love it. I watched it and I got tingles. Like he had to do, he had to work with a stuntman to like not get injured while he's actually fighting this guy in a hallway that's actually the gravity is shifting constantly. Like I was like, ooh, I love it. Yeah. The chance to accidentally punch somebody in the face is very high. Be careful. <laughs> okay. All right. Question number 10. This is a budget question. What was the final budget for the movie? And I'll give it to you oh, within geez. 5 million. Remember budget for 1992. Yeah, but it was still expensive because it's James Cameron and he doesn't do cheap movies. No, it wasn't cheap, but it certainly wasn't wasn't a Marvel blockbuster. I'm gonna say 1990. Hmm. Gosh, I know nothing about budgets. Uh, you know what? I'll say 20 million. Ooh, you shot real low. It was a hundred million dollars. Oh my god, that was my first instinct. That was my first instinct to say a hundred million, but I was like, hundred million? That's like a current movie budget. Sometimes you gotta follow that gut. Well, hundred million? They gave him a hundred million dollars? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you gotta think about it though with the amount of money that alone that they had to put in visual effects 
And then you had to pay the actors, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was not cheap. <laughs> of course. Oh, I should have thought of that. Yeah, Arnold probably got ten million alone. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Should have thought of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so with that million. plus or minus, I still got you at five, which isn't terrible. Okay, thank you. you. You are not having done the worst that I've had yet, so that's great news for you. <laughs> okay. okay, now is the fun part. Right. I'm sure you've done Mad Libs in your time. I haven't done that many, to be honest, but. Well, you I know, know the concept. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, really quickly, words, right? <laughs> yes. And I'll give you the word types. And what I do before I go into that is I'm going to give you a list of the different word types. Just so, as a reference, if you need any examples, I can look some up for you. Um, in the meantime, let's go over the words. You got nouns, which is obviously the person, place, thing, or idea. Yep. Proper noun, which is a specifically defined noun. Uh, a verb, which expresses action or being. An adjective, which modifies or describes a noun or proper noun. An adverb, which modifies or describes a verb, an adjective, or another adverb. A preposition, which is a word placed before a noun or proper noun to form a phrase modifying another word in the sentence. I don't think I've ever used one of those. <laughs> um, conjunctions, which join words, phrases, or clauses. Interjections, which are words used to express emotion. And yeah. phrasal verbs, which is... A combination of normal verbs with an uh, to make an adverb, or sorry, a combination of normal verbs with an adverb or a preposition to create an entirely new verbal phrase. Yeah. That one's the most complicated. I hadn't heard about it before this, but yeah. I don't think you've got one. And if you do, I'll help you out. Okay. First, let's start off with a number. Three. An exact date. January 12th, 1972. An adjective. Um, fast. A noun. Highlighter. A proper noun. Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> is Tulsa in Oklahoma? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> uh, a noun. Handkerchief. Speaking of the Chiefs, who are you rooting for tonight? Chiefs. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't really have a dog in the fight, but. Me neither. Sure. New England was out a long time ago. <laughs> a plural proper noun. Plural proper noun would be um, the Waltons. <laughs> okay. Another proper noun. The Crawford Family Forum. Crawford Family Farm? Yeah, Crawford Family Farm. <laughs> A verb. Runs. Run? Runs works. Another number. 12. Another proper noun. Peter Jennings. Yeah. It's going to fold into this one. A full name. <laughs> Connie Chung. A year. 1985. Yeah. Is that the year the Terminator, that the original Terminator was set? I think actually that was 1983, mm. I want to say. Pretty close. A past tense verb. Shat. Shat. <laughs> I am looking forward to reading this every time you say a word, even more. A noun. Um, canon. Can't. There you go. <laughs> All coming back. Mm -hmm. Another noun? Banana. <laughs> you had that one in the chamber. You were ready. <laughs> Lastly, a verb. Swing. Swing is a verb, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So the scene you just mad-libbed was the <laughs> opening scene where Linda Hamilton explains what's happening. <laughs> and it reads as follows. Three human lives ended on January 12th, 1972. The survivors of the fast highlighter called the war Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> they lived only to face a new nightmare, the handkerchief against the Waltons. 
the Crawford family farm, the computer which runs the Waltons, sent, <laughs> <laughs> sent 12 Waltons back through time. Their mission, to destroy the leader of the human Peter Jennings, Connie <laughs> Chung. <laughs> Connie Chung, my daughter. <clears throat> the first Walton was programmed to strike at me in the year 1985. So you're pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Before Connie was born. It shat. <laughs> the second one, the second was set to strike at Connie herself when she was still a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> As before, the Walton was able to send a lone warrior. Oh, sorry, that would have been the handkerchief was able to send a lone warrior. A banana for Connie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a question of which of them would swing her first <laughs> oh yes uh, i love mad libs and that is exactly why so fun <laughs> it shat <laughs> <laughs> it failed and it shat <laughs> yes awesome yes. all right well, thank you. What a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, would you like to promote any of the social medias that you are on or perhaps see the podcast or any of your other things? Yeah, yeah. Have? Go Fact Yourself. Yeah. If your listeners love trivia, obviously plug Go Fact Yourself. And um, you can plug my social handle. It's at Funny Helen Hong on most social platforms. Um, and uh, yeah, that's. Oh, and Well Hong. Well Hong, my special. And as Jay Keith would say, she is funny. She is Helen. She is Hong. Helen Hong. Yes. I actually had him on uh, a little while back too. Yeah, great. What was it? Uh, what was it? What was the movie he did? He ended up getting the Blues Brothers. Ah, solid comedy. Yes, it was a good yeah. time. <clears throat> well, thank you. This was a blast. I learned a lot. I'm still reeling about the uh, dog food can. That is such a cool fact, man. I thought you're gonna think Terminator too every time you feed your dog. I really am. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Really quickly before we sign off, I'm gonna plug my social medias: Instagram at the Mad Trivia Podcast, Twitter the Mad Trivia Pod, and on TikTok the Mad Trivia Podcast. Thank you again, Helen. Thank you. It's Thanks been for a having pleasure. Me. Um, and so you know, I don't know if you'll be available when I do it or if I do it, but if you happen to have a movie that somebody else also has on their list i'm trying to work it out where i get people in a head-to-head -head kind of situation oh cool so perhaps you'll end up coming back for that yeah love it excellent well thank you thank you and as always take care nerds <laughs>